season four time. Welcome back, everybody, to Pair of Kings, where we are bringing you business as usual, Tom Foolery as planned. My name is John Hogeboom, and I am joined by not one, but two other people in the podcast studio today. First, we have my lovely co-host, Saul Thompson. John, we're back. We're back. We missed our our boys episode this week. We, the, we just weren't feeling it. Cold weather. Nope. Just, you know, it, it wasn't coming together. Listen, for the best that we didn't. You're not feeling it. You're not feeling it. Listen, you can't force like, what's an analogy? Great. I I wouldn't go that far with our podcast. Um, Let's say like, who's like a, like a man off the bench. Exactly. Like Lou Lou will, if he's injured, he has like a, you know, ACL that's acting up. You're not going to play him. You know what I mean? You're going to sit him on the bench. You're going to relax. Wait for him to get there and he'll come back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to release... Something we started we're not recording behind. on Tuesday. We did immediately. The UPS driver showed up. My yep, <laughs> it was like a three-minute. Just we had no idea what was going on. We were like, let's just skip this this one. Yeah, we did talk about uh, Bowser's Fury in the new Mario game for like thirty minutes. That was pretty cool. We did that game yeah. slaps. Um, but anyway, Saul, uh, this is not a Bowser's Fury podcast. This is a fashion podcast. Would you like to introduce our guest? Absolutely. So this week we have YouTube sensation. Um, he's been in the game for longer than probably John or myself uh, going all the way back, I think to like 2012, 2013, he's seen the, the rise and fall of like diamond supply co uh, the V one Yeezys. He's, he's been through it all. He's, he's, you know, he's like the, uh, I don't know if you read comics, John, but he's like the watcher, you know what I mean? He, yes. he a, a journeyman of the industry. Exactly. He, he may not get in there. He may not, um, how to describe it like influence events, but he is, he's, he's always watching. He's always documenting this week. We have none other than Kyron Warwick. Um, welcome to What's the pod. Good. You guys, welcome, Yo, welcome. thank you guys for having me. Thank you guys for having me. That intro was immaculate. Yeah. So that was, that was a heater. Yeah, that was a heater. I try, I try to try to make those analogies. <laughs> I wish I watched more, uh, more comics to get that reference even better, but I'll take it for what oh. it was. There was a whole <laughs> crazy comic book arc uh, like six years ago that I was super into where, so the watcher is basically uh, this figure. All he does is just watch. He, he doesn't influence anything. Okay. He doesn't change any events. His role is just to watch and document and make sure nothing goes too far off the, like the, the plan of events and somebody murders yeah. him. And so it was this pretty <laughs> cool event um, in like- I hope my the, tail doesn't go that dark. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how the pod goes. Um <laughs> But um, no, it was really cool. They uh, at all the the local comic book shops, they give out like bouncy balls, looked like his eyes, because um, yeah. somebody like ripped his eyeballs out because they wanted to see the multiverse. Um, okay, it was really cool. And so I have like Instantly three of those my, in my bedroom. My mind went to Watch Men, like the movie. Exactly. It's sort yeah. of yeah. like like when Doctor Manhattan just goes to Mars. It's like yeah. that as a character. Okay. 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 I feel that. Mm. Well, Kyron, welcome to the pod. Can we get a temperature check first things first? Because I'm sure <laughs> it's freezing check. out. For COVID or for outside right now? For outside. <laughs> no, we're, we're all socially distanced. We're countries I th- apart. I thought, I thought I was getting the temperature gun to my head like I was going to a club <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> 
Um, right now, outside, I don't even know what temperature it is, honestly, because I tend not to step out unless I absolutely have to for mm-hmm. errands or for fit meetings picks. that can't be done or fit picks at that <laughs> as well. Even those, I try to, I don't even know if I can get those done indoors, but when I can, I try to do them because outside is brutal in Montreal. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I try to stay as cozy as I can inside in the meantime that's the move right now it is so cold yeah. i'm in michigan so we're we're right there with you it is freezing oh my god now. the lake's like freezing over and just a whole whole bunch of fun definitely don't regret living in a freezing cold climate every day in my life or anything oh my god it makes you appreciate the summer so much more though it sure does yeah 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 because i don't know how i would react if i lived in la all the time because I don't know. I feel like you kind of just get caught up in like, I don't know, underappreciating your environment. Mm-hmm. Like I'd when, when summer fleeces. comes around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then like when you're in the summer, then you're like, oh, I wish I could wear a hoodie right now. Yeah. And then you can't. So yeah, it just makes you appreciate all the seasons once you have all of them. It and does. You get to go through all of them. So yeah. Very Immediately well taking us off into a tangent. What is, in your opinion, the best season for fashion? The best season? Yeah, I personally like fall. I feel like yeah. that's a very a cliche. Everyone loves fall just because of like layering. But yeah. honestly, it's I I feel like it's longer than spring, and spring kind of gets mucky. And especially here with like the way snow builds up, it like hides the worst like yucky stuff ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like frosted over leaves that people forgot to pick up, and like old dog shit like just not a pleasant time you know what i mean so um it's either that and oh yeah and built up salt is the worst oh my god for shoes so yeah so spring spring is kind of like a dub until like the street sweepers come and like clean up the the scene for the summer to come um but yeah fall is just perfect because like it's right off of summer and Mm. you get to layer up which is fun yeah definitely and it feels longer, so yeah. That it does. I saw you had yeah. the uh, the new Bottega Veneta boots, the, uh, mm-hmm. the short ones. Those might be the move for salt. Are those rubber? Yeah. Oh my god, those are amazing for salt because everything just wipes right off. Them. Yeah. Mm. The only downfall for those is like the traction. You can mm-hmm. definitely not wear those on ice. Like you're gonna be yeah. slipping all over the place. Um, there's this like office that I frequent with my friend James that uh, mm. runs the account thirdborn and his office kind of has like a slant to it because like there's a slant and then it goes into a garage that slant gets both of us every time because we'll like wear both of our 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 puddle boots and just be like "Ah!" like sliding (laughs) back like so dramatically but um besides that those are amazing boots like they're just tanks go wipe them off and they look great on a lot of like baggier pants so yeah for sure. Is there a way to like restore yeah. rubber boots? I've never owned a pair myself, but like, say you, I don't know, like you wear them in the rain and whatnot, like say you gash one of them or, you know, there's like a scrape. Is there a way to restore them? I don't know anything about I, rubber boots. I don't really think so, but okay. from the most, like from the amount of wear I put into them, like I've really beaten them this past couple of months since I've had them. Mm-hmm. And like all the little like scrapes that I have, they kind of just like mesh into the, 
the darkness of the boot because it's a black okay. boot. Yeah. And you can only really see it if you're like up close to them. And I even like the last time I took a picture of them and I put them up on Instagram, like they didn't even really look that deep, but in person, like I guess you could kind of see more of the scrapes and whatnot. But yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's not like leather where you could kind of actually like mesh more leather to smoothen out areas, which is mm. like kind of the craziest thing to me. The mm. fact that you could like blend almost like treat leather like how you do wood where you just yeah. like fill in gaps and, and yeah it's crazy yeah. so again take it way off on a tangent let's talk quarantine <laughs> cops what have you what have you been picking up over quarantine what's well, like we got a your question eye? about this do we have Questions. that john i'm just trying to make the pod we, flow we are Listen. miles ahead we can always jump back though should we say that for later Let's save it for later. Let's blast okay. things right off with a fit check. Kyron, okay. start us off. What do we got going on today? Okay. Um, fit check. The hoodie is from this like collective in Montreal, I would say, is uh, called Utopia. They do pop-ups and kind of just like house a bunch of like-minded people with like mm. photographers, um, fashion heads, different stuff like that. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think they did two pop-ups so far. And then they just made like a friends and family hoodie. So they gave mm. me one of them. So that's what I'm wearing on the top. Um, the jewelry I wear every day. The shirt below that is some random Asian brand that I got seated like a long time ago. I have no <laughs> idea what brand it is, but um, the cotton is amazing. Like, it's so nice. I always like, I, everyone asks what it is. And yeah. I'm like, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> like, I can't even read the tag. I need to, like, send it to, like, one of my friends that know Korean or Japanese because I know it's not Chinese because I took a Mandarin <laughs> class, like, years ago. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely need a, a checkup on that. And mm. the bottoms are the Rick Owens Mastodon uh, sweatpants. Nice. Like, super baggy vibes. And... Oh yeah, I forgot. You guys do socks and all that too. <laughs> Silver League socks, um, Silver League socks, and I didn't know uh, Silver DVD League slides. did socks. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're okay. doing everything now. They're doing soap. They're doing socks. They're doing everything. They're taking over. Taking over. They're gonna have your whole house looking like a charcoal, even <laughs> a little charcoal. You know, I love it. Break into my wardrobe and steal anything I have from before two thousand and one, and then just run away. I have a Carhartt Detroit jacket. I'm on I'm on notice. I got to put up a security camera in my closet. Oh, they um they took um I was bidding against them on this this uh Peter Savi clothes I think it was the closer hoodie um from what was it autumn winter 2003. Um and they they won the bid and it ended up at like <laughs> 3 375 or something and it's now on their site. I just checked for I think $900. 960 nice so go silver league good job guys proud of you, you. missed it you missed it Ugh, fumbled the yeah. bag he fumbled the bag and then it landed into theirs you know what i mean exactly yep. can't they be mad at it, on your head they they set the wave though i love it like a lot of people kind of hate on the on the prices and stuff but for the most part if you really want it i feel like you'll you'll end up paying that price for mm -hmm. anything when it comes to that you know what i mean yeah. And they're also in the market of like catering to a lot of celebrity clientele. Yeah. So I don't even think their mental is at like 
catering to like a normal consumer as far as like that might sound very pretentious but it's like they have the mind of satisfying that bigger client rather Mm -hmm. than catering to that person like oh nine percent grilled fee (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) you know what i mean so yeah i don't even think their mind is there anymore yeah yeah Yeah. they've moved past saw and myself (laughs) it's above us it's past us john it's past me sometimes. Sometimes I see like, oh my God, I see prices and I'm like, oof, I don't know if I could do that. I'd rather put that into, into a whole lot of other things. <laughs> I don't know about a hoodie, you know, yeah. but yeah. God, their stuff is expensive, but yeah. Well, John, Kyron, can we get a, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, Kyron, great fit. Saul, can we get yours? I was going to ask you first. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty simple today. Um, I have no, no shoes on cause I'm in the house and I'm not a heathen. Um, if you have house shoes, that's also fine. I just, I, I carpeted floors and sho- you know, shoes don't mix for me, but a pair of champion socks. Uh, they were the first things that I saw when I opened my, my sock drawer in the morning. Nice. Um, so had to throw those on for the pod, uh, huge, huge honor. I'm bestowing my, my workout socks. Um, Moving on up, we have a pair of Studio Dartison, uh, 40th anniversary, gold denim. I'm still breaking these in, and the fades are not coming, which is kind of annoying, but I, I hope they'll get there one day. Um, and then last but not least, I have a vintage uh, button-down. It's a Tintin button-down, which is like one of my favorite comics as a kid. And on the breast, it has a picture of him uh, like sweating as he runs. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is don't that know like the cartoon? Oh, mm-hmm. Tang Tang. Oh, yes, oh my sick. God. I used okay, to I used sick. to have every single one of the books. My mom got yeah. me like a bundle on Amazon for my birthday one day. She was like, You like comic books here? Here are these old like <laughs> French ones. And like looking back, like I go through them, I'm like, some of these are like kind of racist. Um oh, yeah. they were drawn in like the forties <laughs> or something. So like I guess you can't really blame them. Um those are like a French Canadian classic. Yeah. Yeah. Those are crazy. Uh, but no, I, I love um, the shirt and shout out to my friends over at Fine and Dandy, which is a store in New York City. Um, they knew that I would like it and they held it for me, which was pretty cool. That's where you used to work, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. I used to work at a store uh, for everybody in New York City called Fine and Dandy. They do like very upscale, true vintage stuff. Um, nice. And it's awesome. I like it a lot. Very nice. Very nice. It's really cool. Yeah. What about you, John? Round us out here. I'll round it out. Uh, on feet, we got the pod and stocks, my house shoes. Thank you for allowing those today. So, um, I've got the pod and stock 2021s, I should specify. We're, we're Birkenstock Bostons. To the Bostons from the Arizonas. Uh, we've got a pair of indigo dyed socks from Studio to Artisan. Very nice pair of socks. Uh, a pair of Capital Cisco jeans gifted to me by our very own Saul Thompson for my birthday last year. Thank you, Saul. Um, I've got a belt from Studio to Artisan as well. It's got little pigs embossed in the leather. And on top, I have a t-shirt from my local skate shop, Premier. Uh, they did these tees when they released the Michigan and Michigan State dunks. I could not get the dunks, but given that Michigan State's my alma mater, I grabbed the t-shirt as a consolation prize. And it came with a tiny foam finger. <laughs> and said premiere on it so shout out to the the homies over at premiere for including that little extra in my they're keeping the team spirit with the foam finger they were yeah, yeah. and yeah. now <laughs> we're gonna miss the uh march madness for the first time in 22 years this year so let's oh, go go God. green <laughs> man 
You need Draymond Down back. Bad. We need Draymond back. <laughs> but Down yeah, so that's bad. Bad. And um, yeah, let's get rolling right into the main event, the Pair of Kings podcast. We wrote some, up some questions. Pulitzer Prize tier, just uh, journalistic integrity uh, throughout uh, each one. Uh, <laughs> Starting things off, Kyron, how are you and what has quarantine been like for you? I'm doing well. Um, quarantine at the beginning was definitely rough. I feel like for everyone, it kind of just set everyone back and they weren't really sure what to do. I kind of like repeat myself when it comes to this, but I feel like everyone was in the same boat. I feel mm. like everyone was kind of like, wow, like, what are we going to do now? And is this going to last forever? Um, and it feels like it's been forever at this yeah. point. It's been a year, you know what I mean? But like at that point, people thought it was going to be a month. Now mm. it's been a yeah. year. So there was like this tale of the unknown going on. So that kind of set me back for a couple of weeks. But then after that, you just kind of like pull yourself out of the funk and you have to turn a negative into a positive. And I kind of did that by, it was actually kind of weird time timeline wise. I got out of a um, kind of more corporate fashion mm-hmm. scene. And I was like working uh, as a consultant, but in-house out of fashion, like a, a bigger cool. fashion place. Okay. Um, so yeah, they recruited me. I was there for like three months and then they like fired 21 people out of nowhere. And then this was like, and I was like, okay. And we were fully like building a whole division brand at this time too. So wow. they mm-hmm. kind of just like scrapped everything. And I was like, was this for like no reason? Like you guys definitely knew that this couldn't arise out of this period of time. You know what I mean? So yeah. anyway, after that happened, it was right before COVID. So then like a month later, COVID happened. So I was just like extra down bad. And it just forced me to like go, go crazy with YouTube and with YouTube, um, a lot of more, a lot more opportunities came out, uh, a lot more things for me to do outside of YouTube, like more consulting work that was contractual, uh, more styling gigs, a bunch of stuff like that. So yeah, that's what I've been focusing on during quarantine as well as like now and more of the recent months I've been cooking up like my own personal projects, which has been cool. fun too. So, yeah. Wait, cool. so I, while we're on the topic, what are some of those personal projects? I'm sure we'll get into other things if like you can styling and them. yeah, if you can, or if you want yeah. to. Um, as of right now, it's like so cliche to be like, it's not a brand, but it's a brand. But uh, <laughs> um, obviously I, I, I've always wanted to make clothes and I feel mm. like it's an easy mm. segue to like be a YouTuber, a fashion YouTuber at that and then like make merch or clothing. Mm. And I've had the opportunity to make merch for a very long time, but my gut was like, it's so easy to do and I don't want to just come out the gate with t-shirts and hoodies, mm. which is like not really in my brand DNA at all. We're in the same because, boat right now. We've been yeah. talking about merch and we don't want to do t-shirts or hoodies. We want to do yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. You want to do something a bit more elevated, especially if it's mm-hmm. like you want to practice what you preach. Like mm-hmm. exactly. I've always been like, if you're if you're investing in pieces, I wouldn't want you to cough up money for stuff that's mine that's not even going to last you X amount of time. Or even if it will, it's just not going to last within a wardrobe or be as timeless, you know? So Absolutely. That, yeah. that's been like a debate I've been having in my head, like, do I want to make this and 
I finally like amounted to a couple of pieces that I feel like definitely could be staples within other people's wardrobes as, cool. as well as my own. And aside from it just being a clothing brand, I've also wanted to do like gallery work because I'm really into like visual mediums mm -hmm. and other art of that nature. And then also, um, also producing because like a, a good Ooh. friend of mine, Har Harley uh, Chamandi, he is uh, a short film director. Cool. And I've been wanting to like get into like costume design and also like mm. assisting production on his sets and stuff like that. And like, just like coming up with different conceptual visuals with him. So that's like been like the, the trifecta of what the brand's going to be kind of. Awesome. You've been a photographer forever, right? Like I full, full admittance here, but I went all the way back through your Tumblr. I think back to like 2012 was your first post. Wow. wow. Yeah. But well, no, you've been amazing. doing it for a really long time. And yeah. like, do you have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, do you have um, an eye for certain things? Like, you know, would you want to do photography in one of these exhibitions or anything like that? Or, um, you know, like, do you want to get into fashion photography kind of as like fashion photography? Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I've always been the type of person that doesn't like to strip others of their platform that mm -hmm. they've worked so hard to. Oh, for and sure. photography is one of the things that I feel like a lot of people don't give as much credit as they deserve. Because in reality, they're the people that are capturing all of the visuals that we get to see mm -hmm. at the grace of a scroll on Instagram every day. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's so easy for us to just be like, see it for 10 seconds, be like, oh, that's nice. Double click and then move on to the next. But like, <laughs> there was like so much like the photographer booking the studio and like mm -hmm. editing that photo on Lightroom for hours, maybe. You know what I mean? So I don't personally feel like that's where my heart is, but mm -hmm. I've always been a person with a camera. Like I've, mm -hmm. I've been that kid since high school. That's what made me want to start my YouTube channels. Cause like I originally was just documenting my friend skating or BMXing mm -hmm. at the time. That's kind of like where I started with things. And I just wanted a place to keep it aside from my, <laughs> aside from my computer because I didn't have space. And so I was just like, let me mm -hmm. put it on YouTube. And then that way I could, share it to my friends or whatever and my interests as I grew older changed away from BMX and skating because I wasn't going to go pro I wasn't that <laughs> I wasn't that good like the people around me were pretty good but um me it was definitely just for fun so that's what my transition came to and then like when it went into photography that was just like a product of being around like the Tumblr era and like mm -hmm finding other like-minded people in Montreal. Like, I feel like Tumblr was definitely like the first version of, of Instagram yeah. in a way, because I've met one of my close friends, uh, Aime, which is like another, like more visual guy. He does mm -hmm. a lot of videography and photography. And he was like the first person that kind of like helped groom what I wanted my like aesthetic to be mm -hmm. uh, at the time. And he was the first person that was like taking pictures for me on Tumblr that like, got me some more like outreach on that platform mm -hmm. and he just knew how to work the platform a lot more than I did like he knew how to have the picture on his uh on his uh tumblr and have like music going all of that so we kind of just connected and I found out he was from Montreal and we just connected that way so cool nice yeah, yeah. that's yeah, really cool. super cool taking it a little bit back not to 
immediately take this back into what is the most depressing thing for a generation quarantine um what are some of your uh highlights like your your favorite quarantine cops um favorite pickups things that you've really enjoyed and then maybe some that you thought that you'd really enjoyed and picked up and haven't touched okay um things that i've gotten during quarantine i guess like the ones that i tend to use every day is pretty much like the both of the Bottega pieces that I ended mm. up buying during quarantine. And I really debated on getting them for a long time because like, I felt like it was a trendy thing a year ago. And yeah. I was like, do I even want to like invest this amount of money into something that could not be cool in a couple of <laughs> years. But I, the more I seen it, I was like in this past year or two, I really developed my, my knack for proportions and like knowing mm-hmm. exactly what fits my body the best and like I needed things that complemented that style of mine mm-hmm. so like having baggier pants I only had really like sneakers and a handful of boots but all of them were like low profile I didn't have any chunky boots mm-hmm. and both of the pieces that I got from Bottega are like chunky black boots so they're like the most wearable things and even if they go out of style I could still see myself wearing them like I I equate the lug boot from Bottega as like the men's version of a Jaden Doc Martin for like a woman, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like a more elevated version of that to me. So yeah. For sure. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Definitely. Um yeah, I've I first saw the puddle boots on like Instagram ads. They were like scrolling through the feed, I'd get like sponsored <laughs> posts from Bottega Veneta. I was like, what in the world are these? Because they'd always show the neon green ones. Yeah. yeah yeah and then since then it like sticks in your mind and you like them more and more and then now you see them and they're just like such a staple in a lot of people's wardrobes so mm-hmm. they've uh they've really done some good work these past couple of years Bottega uh they've kind of sure. placed themselves back at the top of the uh the youth scene for sure I mean they went from just like the old frumpy people that made really nice bags you know and my grandparents were like yeah I love Bottega Veneta and I was like oh that's cool <laughs> like Mimi like awesome and they've had bags from them you know that they've had for god it's got to be like 40 or 50 years now yeah um, oh my god. and Another... then I'm like oh shit now like influencers are wearing them like yeah. are my grandparents <laughs> cool <laughs> what just happened shout out to their marketing team for pulling a 180 on everybody yeah, that's yeah. pretty awesome. And I honestly feel like it's kind of the fault of the marketing team that makes it get pinpointed into trends. Because like the last yeah. time Bottega was popping was like when Kanye was wearing the Chelsea's, right? So like that, it's every every time they're in the spotlight is because another person validates them. Yeah, and that's yeah. never really a, a point that you want to be in a brand, in my personal mm. opinion. Like you don't really want to be that guy because then in a couple of seasons, you're not cool. And then mm-hmm. people move on to the next thing that's hot. But mm-hmm. um, as, as people grow in fashion, I feel like they start to like really realize like what they're investing in should mm-hmm. be something that they're going to like use for a longer period of time, as opposed to just like buying all these trends and then being like, Oh, got to sell them on grilled now. And then that's it. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's something to like recycling your wardrobe and there's another to just like participating in flavor of the week. And I think that it's like, it's a trap that a lot of people fall into, especially within the realm of fashion where it's like, oh, you know, I I rip on him a lot, but like Hidden New York went from posting, you know, 
um, the, the union Jordan guava ice, right. I'm going to buy those. Oh, now he's posting dunks. I'm going to go buy those. Oh, I don't mm. have money for dunks time to sell the, the guava ices, whatever. Um, yeah. and it just kind of becomes this like endless cycle of buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, buy, sell, mm-hmm. which, you know, can be cool. Like, I guess if you have the money for it, pop off, but <laughs> <laughs> some of us don't. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You but the go thing on. is, is that a, a lot of people don't really think for themselves and I don't think they willingly realize that. Like, I don't, I don't think a lot of people know that they're getting conditioned to like what they actually like mm-hmm. because they're not consciously going through to Instagram and being like, do I actually like this for myself or mm-hmm. is it? Cause I've seen it like 10 times. And, and like you said, like hidden's posting 10 dunks a day do I actually like dunks or do I like it because I've seen it like for the past yeah. week, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I was having this conversation with even my co-host for the podcast I do on my YouTube. Mm-hmm. He, he's been into SBs and dunks. My, my friend Remy, he's been into SBs and dunks since like forever, it seems like. So mm-hmm. I've seen dunks growing for a minute and like mm-hmm. i've seen it be like literally you could buy uh tiffany's for like 650 canadian mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know what i mean so and then now everything's atrociously priced like crazy priced, you know yeah. so like you can even scroll and see that i was wearing like his pair of like supreme dunks and like some people like will find that picture now and be like yo you were so ahead of the wave but like it's not really like <laughs> about that at all it's more about like you should ask that question if you actually like that item mm-hmm. rather than just be in a loop 100 buy sell buy sell yeah 100 yeah i think the dunks are the perfect example of that um i've also been into dunks since i was in like middle school mm-hmm. and seeing like passing on blue lobsters at 150 because they were, i was like oh no that's too much for blue lobsters now they're like 1500 dollars. <laughs> that's insane man so crazy. But, even me like i passed on skunks at 400 oh, <laughs> oh man why did i do that it's i like, love this 2020 on it but it's really funny like because I, yeah. I mean i have plenty of pairs now that i, mm. I have enough dunks to last me for longer than i need but <laughs> it's weird thinking about all the pairs that I could have had and For real. Just flexing so hard over the last <laughs> couple of years. Even the dooms, like I've seen, I've yeah, come yeah. across like three pairs of dooms in my life. And then now of all times, like he's gone, like doom is gone and Rest dunks are high. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, doom. You know what I mean? So like, that's like not even a shoe you could touch now. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like Kylie wore them like, a year ago and they spiked then and now yeah. i can't even imagine what they're going for yeah i just want to meet the like celebrity stylist that's like putting these people on right like trav's no been hate. into sbs and stuff I, forever yeah i know trav yeah. but like yeah. i i feel like the kardashians don't wear anything unintentionally you know what i mean i feel I like feel everything you, yeah. with them is very it's calculated yeah mm-hmm. like it's curated mm-hmm. it's calculated they know exactly what they're doing you know, shout out to like the greatest marketing mother of all time, Chris Jenner, who terrifies <laughs> me. But like, you know what I mean? Like they're so yeah. deliberate with everything. I feel like mm-hmm. they've, they've got to have, you know, somebody in their ear telling mm-hmm. them, you know, oh, like. Blazers are next. Yeah. <laughs> buy a, buy oh, a pair of milk God. crates. Yeah. 
it's so true though but like i i don't know who the stylist for the, yeah. the kardashians or the jenners would be i know for like travis because of rd archive and silver league like i've followed i think the the stylist for travis for a bit now and they seem to have everything pretty down to science like they yeah. know what travis likes knows the mm. sizing knows everything that he would be into and would be open to if it's like newer stuff but for the most part it's been old stuff for the past two three years mm -hmm. almost so like i feel like he's even starting to like really pinpoint his style as opposed to like mm -hmm. before when he was in like box logos like older box logos and stuff like that and that was like definitely uh um uh, influence from like ASAP Mob or whatever it may be. Tyler you know too, I mean? and Tyler yeah. also. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Even like I'm pretty sure there was like beef with them before at a certain point in time with like Travis and ASAP and all of them. Oh because, God! Like hmm. I don't know. There's like fashion drama is like the worst thing. Like I wore this before you. Like everyone. Like someone will have to wear something first like someone yeah. has to get dressed in the morning at some point in time you know what i mean so i invented clothes yeah i can't wear these you're not yeah. allowed <laughs> cross his hands real quick you know what i mean so i don't know as as long as people are just enjoying what they're wearing that's all that really matters yeah yep wear what yeah. you like like what you wear yeah oh, paul thompson <laughs> <laughs> moving down our list of questions uh, let's put ourselves in the future where traveling is quick and easy and we don't have to worry about quarantine and getting COVID and all that jazz. <laughs> Kyron, you've traveled a lot and you've made videos from a number of different places, New York, LA, et cetera. Are there any spots on your list that you'd really want to get to after, uh, quarantine and COVID is over? Yeah. Um, I spoke about this not too long ago, but my my girlfriend actually for my birthday, she got me an open ticket to to Paris. Oh, but nice! It's like a blessing and a curse because I feel so bad because I'm <laughs> like, if I go, or like I have this like possible potential angry mob being like, you're going to Paris at the wrong time <laughs> and like don't don't do don't just travel because you have the privilege to and yeah. but like in reality i've never been to europe a day in my life like mm -hmm. i'm in fashion and it might not be the most practical time but i'm like am i ever gonna go you know what i yeah. mean like I, yeah. I feel like i'm really in the predicament where i just really need to jump off the cliff you know like i've, yeah. I've never been to europe i really want to experience it if i go and i do it safe then that's probably the first place I would go, you know, mm -hmm. like definitely Paris and definitely London. Like I've, I have yet to meet a lot of people that I've met through, through the internet, like Sanj, mm -hmm. Sanjeev. Mm -hmm. um, and he's out in London. I've never met him a day in my life, but we talk like all the time, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it's me meeting these people that are like, so like-minded and that also have that connection of YouTube that I would mm -hmm. love to, to, to do. Absolutely. He's been doing had great the stuff. Have you oh, had yeah. um, any sort of, of, you know, are you like the, the voice in his ear? Are you like the, the Travis Scott stylist? Are you helping him out at all? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Sanj is a, a mind of his own. He's like, mm. so he's like, he's the definition of eccentric. I would say, you know what I mm. mean? Like 
when he wants to wear something he'll wear whatever and that was mm-hmm. like back in i remember seeing him get these like crazy balenciaga like disco boots almost with like a fat platform and this was before like the kiss boots were a thing yeah. like now so he's been doing like uh what, what would, is the proper word like androgy- androgynous like yeah. de- like dressing you know what i mean so mm-hmm he's been doing that for so long and has had the confidence to do that and that's really like allowed me to be like damn like nothing bad could happen if you just really just dress in whatever you want to actually wear yeah and the only yeah i guess that's that's what i have to say about sanj like sanj is amazing when it comes to that he's like so fearless with wearing what he actually wants to wear Mm. and i respect him for that that's awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Love yeah. seeing people express themselves through clothing. Yeah. No, for I sure. think it's really admirable. Mm-hmm. Out of my own curiosity, before we take off to the next question, is the YouTube fashion community fairly um, like upbeat? And uh, I don't know what the term I'm looking for, but is it, you know, is it closed off? Do people tend to like work alone or is there a lot of like cross collaboration? Do people work with each other a lot? Um, There's a lot of like, I, I wouldn't say like direct collaboration like mm. all the time like we're not like trying to be like oh let's do this video together yeah, because yeah, like yeah. I feel like that was a different era for yeah. for YouTube like I feel mm-hmm. like it was more like 2017 that we were all on that energy of like trying to collab but mm. um since we've like established these relationships like mm-hmm. so early on we're kind of all like internet friends at this point yeah like and and the the YouTube community for fashion is so um, so small mm-hmm. and and niche, especially when it comes to like high end and streetwear for menswear, um, that we all communicate and we're all kind of like in on what each other is doing. Or if not, then we see it on social media and we talk mm-hmm. through DMs. So it's, it's definitely cool to see. And I made a lot of my my. Uh, my digital friends through that platform for sure. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So you were on the geo basket, like haha, funny meme shoe trend, like four <laughs> years ago, right? Yeah. What's yeah. the, what's the next big shoe? Um, you know, in, in your opinion, do you think, is it actually blazers? Is it, um, I don't know. Is it going to be Bottega Venata boots? Like what is that thing that's like next up? What's, what's going to, I feel like that's that's like such like a a big um, fashion meme realm of things. Mm -hmm. Like I never really know what's going to blow because like even when I like I wear my geo baskets unironically, like I honestly feel like I just I wear them because they're a tank of a shoe. Mm -hmm. I bought them in like 2015. That that to me is like the craziest like shoe in my personal opinion because like no matter what i've done to it like you could blow them up they're like roaches you know what i mean they never go away like you could do anything to that shoe and they're gonna survive like i've had them since 2015 like i said and there's like a slight bit of heel drag maybe some discoloration but that's what people Mm -hmm. want anyway these days Mm -hmm. and they're perfectly fine so those are like my version of having like a dunk that I've mm-hmm. worn in like for the past couple of years. Cause I don't have a sure. pair of Rick Owens dunks cause they're kind of expensive right now, maybe eventually one day, but yeah, the geo baskets are amazing. I couldn't tell you what the next shoe would be. Maybe kiss boots, maybe 
like actual Nike dunks. I don't know. They change by the day. Depends on what the yeah. fashion meme pages want to <laughs> say. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. They're they're like the top uh the tall the tall tellers, you know? They, they curate <laughs> the they curate the laughs for us all, which I love. Without even realizing it, they're picking out the next big shoe. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. yeah. It's a scary thought. <laughs> so, it is. Same concept as like a hidden NY. Sorry, I cut you oh, off. Oh no, you go that. ahead. Yeah, it's like the same concept of like a hidden NY. Like even if a person's like pointing at it and laughing at it through like a fashion meme page mm-hmm. obviously it's lighthearted, but subconsciously it makes the average consumer either like or hate that shoe mm-hmm. without them even like properly thinking about it for themselves so Absolutely. like that's also like a thing that people have to be aware of it's like do you actually not like that shoe to yourself or is it because other people are like memeing it like mm-hmm. i genuinely like a geo basket maybe it's meme but i don't really care so, yeah. I think they're sick. I've been looking yeah, for a pair for a while, but I wear yeah. like a 12, 13, so they're really hard to find in the bigger Oh, sizes. my God. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Um, we've spoken a little bit about your photography, um, especially of skaters. How do you think that being around skate and BMX culture uh, back in the day influenced your fashion choices and your overall style? Oh, my God. They, it influenced so much for me because – that culture as much as it's like too cool for school and like you can't sit with us at our table type of thing it's they they care so much about how they're perceived but they just don't say it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i've been around so many like skaters and bmxers in montreal and the underlying thing is like always like where you're going who you're hanging out with what you're dressed like like these are all things that they might not be spoken of, but it's all thought of all the mm-hmm. time. Sure. And and in elementary, even like there is like a couple of sports that you could play. And I was in a pri- primarily like like a like a suburban area for my school, but it was like more of a melting pot. Like it wasn't only mm-hmm. like white kids; it was like Indian kids, black kids, everything. Mm-hmm. But the main sports were curling, hockey, and skating. And I was like, I don't have money for for hockey. Hockey's expensive as hell. Yeah. Curling is lame to me personally. <laughs> Whoa. And, and, Let's not rip on curling, all right? <laughs> and 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 skating was cool. So like and it was cheap. Like a deck yeah. was 60 bucks, trucks were like whatever they were, and the wheels were like what 30, 40 bucks. So like it was definitely accessible. Everyone could do it and like mm. it was very like open. So mm. that kind of conditioned me to be around those like-minded people mm-hmm. and then you dive into skate brands which is like a whole other thing of itself and there's like a really big skate community in Montreal to begin with like mm-hmm. we have like a pretty big skate franchise which is Empire that like mm-hmm. sells a lot of like skate goods skate clothes everything like that and they also have like a lot of like mom and pop skate shops out there as well big skate park too Taz um orcus was a big one but closed down south park as well uh and these are all places that i went to growing up which was really cool yeah but um yeah all the skate brands really influence your fashion sense without Mm -hmm. even thinking about it like for sure going back doing like a a whole 180 or like even a 360 rather um they're like osiris shoes like the osiris skate shoes oh god yeah and then like 
having those like chunkier like DC shoes, all of that kind of came back full circle once like Rocky did the Og shoes or whatever, you know what I mean? So like all of these references come from somewhere and skate culture is definitely like a really big impact in not only like New York style, but like international like street style, I would say. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. After like transitioning from all the skate brands, you kind of get into like streetwear and all that. And then you just go down the rabbit hole of other brands that kind of like follow you. So yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Supreme's the ultimate gateway for that because it kind of bridges the gap. Ultimate. Ultimate. Like that that was the first like like what separated like the like the cool kids from like the real real jail skaters because like um i remember going to new york when i was younger and like my family that's in new york lives in flatbush in brooklyn brooklyn which is like a primarily like hold on can you can you guys hear me sorry mm-hmm. yep. yeah you're okay sorry sorry the, <laughs> the call like some i got some weird like notification on my screen whatever um what was I saying? I got completely silent. Uh, your family in... Uh, oh, yeah. Family, family in, Flat, in Flatbush. Yeah, Flatbush. Exactly. Yeah, Flatbush, Brooklyn. So, like, yeah, that whole area is, like, super, like, um, cultured in itself and, like, very closed-minded, I would say. Like, mm-hmm. everyone that's around would shop local. They wouldn't really go to Manhattan for other stores. So, mm-hmm. when I was talking to my cousins, being like, oh, I want to go to Supreme when I was, like, 13, 14, they're like no, no, I'll take you up the street to like this store and you'll buy from this store. You know what I mean? Like they didn't really understand that there was this whole culture around it. And mm-hmm. then I was only able to really buy into it as like I had more freedom to roam around New York on my own, mm-hmm. which is like not what more like a lot of people end up doing because like New York's kind of a sketch place if you're that age and then are not from it and mm. live in Flatbush, which is kind of crazy. So, <laughs> so Yeah. So um, Supreme is definitely like the gateway drug of fashion uh, for a lot of people, for a lot of people. So talking about like the evolution of fashion and maybe dialing out to a larger scope, um, do you like the way that like fashion trends have progressed? Like, you know, with our current trends right now, which is kind of like sustainability, like Mm. forbid I say the word, but like Y2K fashion, like like that sort of stuff. I mean, (laughs) Not in terms of like, I think fashion will evolve and everybody just kind of has to be okay with it. But like, do you like the current trends like for you? Okay. Um, I do like the current trends for me. I don't know because like I'm trying not to play into all of them. Trends. I do like, like I would love to participate, but then I feel like I would doing myself like injustice basically. Yeah. Um, I definitely feel like I have to mention it because I have a YouTube channel and like people have to be aware of what's going on outside of what I'm wearing. Cause I feel like that'd be mm-hmm. pretty close minded. Uh, but by no means am I like a here are the latest trends of like 2021 yeah. type of guy. Cause I feel like everyone could kind of see that, or I hope a lot of people would see that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with fashion now, people are just becoming more aware, like mm-hmm. things like, sustainability becoming like a focus is like a great example of people wanting to know actually what's going on with production going on with certain things that are involved with clothing whether that be Mm -hmm. a trend whether that be anything so um i'm happy with the direction that's going to i just hope people are like very wary of what they're actually doing and not just buying into trends and and hoping that it's i don't know it's going to benefit them sure in whatever way they feel yeah 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 
100 percent um so we've talked about the current let's take a look into the future who are some designers to look out for maybe in the next couple years uh maybe they aren't quite on the rise yet or they're starting to get on the rise but they aren't maybe in the mainstream Mm -hmm. uh i honestly love um samuel zalig they've sent me like a lot of stuff recently and i just feel like the idea of what they're trying to do should be carried through a lot of other brands, which is like just taking a concept and really like elevating mm. it through every like every execution of the brand. You know what I mean? Like whether it's like craftsmanship, um, sustainability, all of these things like bundled into one is like what a lot of brands should focus on. Mm. Um, Pangaea is a huge one, but like, I feel like they do a good job as well of sustainability and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What are other like smaller brands? I guess all the small brands that like are friends of mine, like I, you guys interviewed Malice not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Malice is a good job. St. Woods, um, Atelier New Regime, like all the local brands, the Montreal are great too. I love supporting them. Yeah, And all the like, youtube guys too that are around me too like ground cover mm. um jacob wallace's brand bare knuckles all that Sil- silver league unsound rags all that i try mm. to support all the homies as much as i can so yeah very nice yeah it's pretty cool seeing youtubers make clothes and brands and yeah. have that accessibility to like make what they want and it's not just like printed t-shirts anymore you oh know yeah what I mean? yeah big time Cause you, you, that's like everyone's dream is just to like have like a brand that's like not uh, Jake Paul merch. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that's, whoa, whoa, that's you're not copping, you're not getting the Maverick merch. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not low gang, unfortunately. But um, I'm definitely trying to make something that's better than like Gildan blanks, yeah. so that people could kind of not just treat it like oh. I'm trying to support my favorite YouTuber. Like they actually could wear it every day if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And they actually cherish the item. Like the perfect example of that would be like Jacob's brand, I would say Jacob Wallace. Cause mm-hmm. when he made the cargoes, like no matter who it was that I saw where the cargoes, like the people that bought into that, like were ride or die for Jacob. And they oh, yeah, like, sure. actually like wear those cargoes, like maybe every week, if so. And the same th- thing goes for the shorts. Like the shorts I think are his, um, his cargos are getting repped. Like people are, are buying oh, yeah. fakes of uh-huh. his. That's and, an honor, um, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Trev was talking about one. that. The one in the chambers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As well, which is crazy. A, a rep of a rep. That's insane. Like people yeah, work I see, that I think fast I've seen too. That. Yeah, that's like a huge thing on like Reddit right now. Is like, if I have enough people willing to buy into this, like I'll put in the replica order because it's like one-to-one. Like mm-hmm. I seen it recently with like the Rick Owen dunks. Like there is some yeah. Produ- yeah production guy that was like, if I have enough orders, like I'll put the order in. Same thing mm-hmm. with the one in the chambers. Like mm-hmm. it's crazy that all of these things are happening. Like my opinion on replicas, it's like, just don't ask. Like, I mean, don't act like they're real, but like yeah. you can do whatever you want with your money. Like that's fine. Yeah, that's how um, we are as well. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you could do whatever you want with your money, but if you're just honest with what it is and you're not trying to like flex it, like it's real, then it should mm-hmm. be fine. And don't so. try to sell it like it's real. Yeah. That's number one. Yeah. The only time that I don't really 
mess with it is that like if they're doing that to Trevor, I personally yeah. feel like I I know that Trevor puts in a lot of fucking work into everything that he's doing, and for people to boil it down that like he's just doing AliExpress like copy paste um, designs like mm-hmm. for like a Blue Jordan one, like it's it's so not that. There's so yeah. much work that goes into everything that any of the people that I'm surrounding with do like do on the day to day. So so it's definitely not easy, and I want people to like actually support it. But if they're not able to get it and there's resell on it, then like, I understand where they're coming from. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Talking about, you know, starting your own stores and starting your own brands, you opened a store about three years ago with your friends, Remy and Lenny. Uh, what was yeah, it like yeah. having a like physical location, like a brick and mortar store to sell streetwear? That was really interesting to me because at that time there wasn't any in the city at all. So we were kind mm-hmm. of like just testing the waters and, Remy always wanted to have a store of that nature because we always mm-hmm. really like um, enjoyed round two and like watching the content that they do. Yeah. And like, we were like super into Supreme at that time and other streetwear brand as well. And Remy, Lenny and I were super close. So we we're like, why not just do it? Mm-hmm. Found a space in St. Denis, which is a certain part in Montreal. Mm-hmm. That's not too far from St. Laurent Street, which is pretty nice. Yep. Um, if we could do it over again, we'd definitely like make it more central mm. um, just because there would be a lot more foot traffic. But yeah. even more aside from foot traffic, what I see done well is like online marketing. That's such an important factor aside from like me just using my platform and getting the word out, like putting money into Google ads and like Facebook ads is so important yeah. now with any type of store and like yeah. remarketing to all of these people is like getting your your name in the mouth of the everyday consumer rather than just this like bubble mm-hmm. of instagram that everyone yeah. around the fashion community is uh, absorbed to is like there's a bigger world outside of everything that we're doing so um that's something that i wish i kept in mind with the store that's why it didn't really work out exactly mm-hmm. the way i would have thought but it was a cool learning experience and and things that came out of that, like that weren't involved with me was like a store like Central that was able to like take the recipe. Obviously they, they had their own agenda when it came to like having a sneaker store, not so much like a streetwear store. They have like Supreme and like all the latest like sneaker releases as well. But mm-hmm. they took that concept and really like made it like a driving force. Like, yeah, like they yeah. have like multiple locations um there's like a brand dna like the floor is always orange you know like there's like staff there's everything you know so it's like an actual concrete store rather than just like a mom and pop type of science to it Mm -hmm. so um that's kind of like what differentiated the the two different things as far as like executing a store to me Mm -hmm. so yeah plus is another place in toronto or vancouver that kind of has that same energy as Mm -hmm. SoundCloud where it's just like multiple locations of the same type of product, but uh, they just do it to a higher scale. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Really cool. Yeah. Um, We spoke a little bit about the topic of like grails and potential future, future pickups uh, with the Rick dunks. Uh, What are some of your grails even throughout the years, maybe you've acquired them. Uh, they could be in your collection now. And maybe mm-hmm. what are some that you have yet to acquire? Okay. Um, this year was like, I really wanted a, a 
Rick outerwear piece. And okay. like, I finally like got a puffer that I really wanted. I feel like it's something that kind of makes sense for the environment of Montreal and like mm-hmm. having so much cold around you all the time, but also wanting to like kind of look presentable when you can. Yeah. Um, so I found, I found this like women's puffer in the summertime at the tail end of the summertime. I think it dropped on Essence in the, in August. And then after I seen it, I was like, that's the one I definitely want to get it, but it was expensive. So it was kind of like hard for me to, to validate spending like almost $3,000 on a jacket, but then like found little loopholes, how to get it for a little cheaper on Essence. And, uh, and I acquired it. So that was like a big grail of mine, Nice, but, uh, that I got this year but as for stuff that like I want in the future is like mainly like just older pieces that I never had a chance to get like I've always wanted brick dunks like we talked about before Mm -hmm. and like also like 85s and that's not like a product of hidden NY influence that's like I've wanted those for so long like Mm -hmm. for so so long and the Chicago's is like the only like Jordan one that I feel like I don't have that I would really cherish for a long period of time mm-hmm. yeah so yeah those are like the two like gr- main grills that i would really like want in the future i would say yeah it's a nice yeah. list two yeah. very iconic pieces of uh mm-hmm. of footwear um i mm-hmm. just got the i randomly hit on sneakers on the 85 rendition yeah. of the neutral grays and nice. the, the ultimate hidden ny shoe literally the natural grays yeah um they're people cool people are gonna start getting those tatted yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're so cool but like if you didn't have that hidden ny influence i feel like that shoe would have never re-released 100 yeah. percent. yeah i totally agree because even me I, I don't i don't think i would love that absolutely love that shoe without it being like forced into my head by like mm-hmm. a bunch of people like even like the likes of like Kenny Jima, I feel like was like a really big person in like popularizing that shoe yeah. with that whole style of like contemporary vintage and like that hidden NY um, kind of like blueprint with his like yeah. chrome hearts, but minimal and like car heart, but done very tastefully and like everything that's just like very simple, but to the highest degree. So mm-hmm. I feel like the natural gray ones are like one of those items that's like it's an 85 it's not a chicago but it's like super plain and toned down and if you know you know type of thing if you know so, you yeah. know they're yeah. way better yellowed um like yeah. crispy white like mine are in the box right now they're they're basically a triple white jordan one so they're not yeah, yeah, yeah. nearly as exciting as the ones that you see hit in new york you gotta before. you gotta send them to celine fiend to get them pre-yellowed exactly yeah <laughs> I still think that's the most ridiculous thing, getting Jordan's pre-yellow. Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah. Um, Foxtrot is a manufacturer of like 85 Jordan laces. Um, I've seen that. And they sell out, don't they? Yeah, I got a pair for my Royals. They're really cool. Um, they're like, the the blue is like the color of pen ink. It's really interesting blue. It's almost a purple. Oh, that's cool. That's I love cool. them. Um, yeah. But he released a uh, pen that has like a yellow dye and you can yellow your sneakers with, it's like a felt tipped pen that has a reservoir of dye and it's good for like three pairs of shoes. That's Sometimes reselling for have... $800 now. Oh no, they're, they're like 20 bucks, but. 
it's some really, people have a real head on their shoulders like that's insane that's so it's good wild it's genius i mean for the time really genius and they yeah. have cream laces and pre-yellowed sneakers it's so smart yeah. to do a diy kit but yeah that is wild yeah. that's what we've come to in the world of sneakers this uh sure. company easy money uh reached out to me about the cream laces as well they're more of like a low-key offering of the cream laces uh uh, brands out there because like i've heard of uh fox before but mm-hmm. I, I every time i went on the site it was sold out and then when easy yeah. money reached out to me they're like we have cream laces too i was like send those, <laughs> over. Send them over. Send those over i'll put them into um i'll put them in my fugazis one time for sure there you go yes. yeah exactly <laughs> excuse me good all i'm all yeah. good big question huge Karen, what does Playboy Cardi smell like? <laughs> That's kind of kind borderline sus, but um, he smells he smells like <laughs> smells like uh, like gas. He smells like he smells like you know good marijuana. I guess I would say uh, that's that's all I remember really. He like mm-hmm. likes his he likes his backwards. So yeah, that's what I Fair remember. Enough. What's yeah. your favorite backwards flavor? I don't smoke. So I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to like who, who does it? We're going to be honest here. Like when I was in high school, I guess I, I, I participated like anyone else in the world, I would say, but yeah, I don't smoke. Um, I find it makes me antisocial. So yeah. Antisocial yeah. social club or just antisocial? Just antisocial. <laughs> We're shipping all the packages on time. Right? You still owe me my hoodie from 2017. <laughs> I mean, I don't want it at this point, but I. Come I see on. you driving your Porsche. I see you driving your Porsche. <laughs> Ship my hoodie, please. <laughs> I could have walked there so many times by now. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! Yeah, so no, no favorite backwood flavor for me, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. Moving down the list, no more smell questions from what I can see <laughs> on our on our list. Thank God. Sorry Thank to God. listeners if, if you're expecting more. But um, Kyron, usually near the end of the year, you'll do a top fashion brands of said year video. If you were to predict who would win this year, who would it be as of February? As of February? Call it early. Um, or we can call it early. Yeah. Uh, who it's going to be. I mean, e- easy option is, is Bottega, but mm-hmm. like um, more like as like dominating wise, I feel like Trevor does a good job just as like mm-hmm. an underdog, you know? Like, I feel like it's such a cult following and people are just like so ready to purchase. Like someone oh, had yeah. sent me a story. I think it might've been my girlfriend sent me a story of like her friend's boyfriend trying to cop like on the lawn line drop of like the one in the chambers. Mm-hmm. And that was so funny for me to see. Like, I was like, wow, like it's that serious. Like it's, it's like people seeing a person do that IRL is like, so, so crazy to me. So mm-hmm. I would say like either Fugazi or, um, or Bottega right now. Nice. Yeah. 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 Trev's got like some good lot. stuff coming up. As yeah, well. that he does. He really does. Very yeah. Exciting. Those Paris dunks look look crazy, honestly. Yeah, those are really cool. Yeah, those look really cool. 
So you've been to a few, I think two, but correct me if I'm wrong, of Virgil's DJ sets, and you've also met him. What was it like meeting yeah. him? Is he, he a nice guy? You know, he slap you in the face or something and steal some Never. design portfolios? <laughs> um, as far as Virgil goes, like, I see, like, he gets so much hate, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it honestly, it doesn't make me sad but i'm just like what did he do to you guys <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like i know someone has to be the person that has to get kicked down for a lot of things but like of course a lot of designers like bite other ideas and like there's a lot of gray area when it comes to things but in the grand scheme of things i respect like virgil's work ethic mm-hmm. for the most part like he's a workhorse he's like the true definition of a workhorse he's a busy um, guy yeah like i remember going to essence uh and he did this like installation at essence on the bottom portion of the the retail store and he mimicked his at-home office and what it looked like like word for word and like he placed like his desk exactly there and like a snowboard and a fax machine and it was really cool because you could kind of like walk through what his work process would be like and mm-hmm. then on the floor, you would see like faxes actually coming out from like what his actual fax machine would be. Oh, and wow. then, yeah. And then like out of the fax machine, there was this schedule of his like schedule for the week or the month. I forget what it was. And to see what he has to do in a day, like color blocked out, it yeah. like anyone would blow their brains out. Like it's so much work. Like he literally has like a, a scheduled time for for sleeping on a plane like on his flight there's like like 25 minutes nap on plane and then like boom 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 like everything that he has to wow. do so yeah so i respect him for his work i definitely sure. feel like he gets memed a lot but um what it was like meeting him uh definitely one of the most like inspiring uh conversations i had with a designer because um i had showed him that I filmed his first DJ set when he came to Montreal. Montreal, mm. like I, I filmed the Vine or something of him, and <laughs> I, I showed it to him, and he's like, "Bro, I was trying to find this video like for so long. Like this is so crazy." And then he like followed me on Twitter the same day, which is really cool. Cool, that's and, pretty sick. And then yeah, so we were just talking about like nightlife in Montreal for the most part, and like how important it is to that city yeah um that's all i really remember because we were talking in a in like a club setting in yeah. like the back in the back depths of uh it called Clive, which is like a, a club in montreal and i've never been there so i felt like very like secretive and like even me getting <laughs> in there like i don't even know how i got in there at the time because i wasn't cool with the owners yet at that point i was still very young so it was very untapped territory for me but it was definitely something that i remember for sure. for a long period of time nice for sure that was all thanks to ian connor actually really yeah Oof. yeah yeah which is nuts yeah he, that man he had got a me lot of influence my god yeah yeah god. especially at that time like i don't know he like he like opened the doors for a, a lot of people like whether people think of it or not but like yeah. at that time like i didn't i didn't know him personally but he kind of like gravitated to me when he was like in the city he just he liked my style i guess and then i just kind of hung out with him so okay yeah yeah so i appreciate him for that he connected the dots of me and virgil so yeah 
Yeah. Hopefully something comes of that in the future. Who knows? That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. That would be cool. So talking about brands, we've we've talked about potentially well, you and also us making some some clothing down the line in the future. Uh, from your perspective, what are the must-dos and don'ts when starting a fashion brand or making clothes? Oof. Um, the first thing is like kind of like what you guys said. It's like it's so easy to make merch. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're already thinking in the right light to not want to produce merch, I guess, because it's the easy way out. Um, so that would be a, a do. A don't would be... Um, I don't know. I, I just wouldn't uh, create a brand based on too niche of a, a concept, I would sure. say. Yeah, because then it kind of limits you of like all the other audiences that want to participate. And then they feel like they kind of have to fit this mold in order to participate in the brand. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like... Um, kind of separates the the brands that are consumed by the masses versus the ones that are like such a cult following and don't yeah. really get anywhere past like a season or two. Um, so definitely keeping in mind that you should make wearable pieces and concepts that um, can be adapted by a lot of people. They could be niche, but they like definitely should fit the mold of a lot of other people's styles or can be like interchanged into other people's yeah. styles as well so yeah. not too not too prohibitive yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah that's what i would mean. say because because even for me like w- making the the stuff that i'm currently making mm-hmm. i've taken like all the stuff that i've seen i like and i feel like could be done better and just w- in a different way um mm. and that's kind of been my design pro- process is just making the things i've always wanted to wear and then also keeping in mind what other people would like to wear as well getting into fashion or even if you're already into fashion like just Mm -hmm. having those those staples but not like on a uniqlo level where it's just too plain Mm -hmm. you know like you want it to have like a bit of a flair but um also some essential in there you know oh for sure yeah definitely yeah so you were a personal shopper for a period of time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What yeah. are some of your like highlights or lowlights from that? Was anybody telling you like, you know, go to, um, what's the big store up in Montreal? I'm blanking. Um, whatever. Did anybody tell you to walk into a department store and just like, you know, buy it out? <laughs> None of that. Um, a lot of athletes kind of like mm. don't really have the, I don't know, I guess the same mentality as me type of thing of like what I would do with my money. Yeah. Um, so like lots of like aimless Dior shopping, like spending a lot of money for for no reason on things that I don't really feel are necessary, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, all power to you, like it's your money, you can do whatever you want with it. So like, I would say like a lot of like expensive Dior product was was definitely bought um did also, you have any say in like if somebody's like go and get me i don't know a jacket or was it like go and buy me this from dior it would it would be like fine it would be either find me this exact okay. thing which would be okay like i could definitely source it for you or it would be like like this is the budget 
build a couple of outfits that kind of look like this and then they would send like reference photos and i'm like okay "Okay, cool at least i I have a bit more free range there but the thing with personal shopping where a lot of people don't really get is that there's like personal shopping and then being a stylist and like with a stylist you have more say because i've done both but like with a stylist it's better because you have the end all be all say for a lot mm-hmm. of things and you're like this is the look that i'm trying to execute for you obviously mm-hmm. you're not trying to like condition them to what you like but like take what they like what you like as well and like kind of like mesh those minds but with personal shopping it's like i want this here's the money you go buy me this you know what i mean <laughs> and that's fine that's cool because then you're, you're getting money to shop which is fun but it's like not all glitz and glamour like mm-hmm. there's a lot of returns there's a lot of like oh, I couldn't find this. There's only this. Oh, I don't want this. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of back and forth. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. Makes total sense. So it's really fun though. It's fun. Oh yeah. It sounds like a blast. Yeah. 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 Get to spend other people's money. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) What could could be bad about that? (laughs) So Kyron, big question Maybe not quite as big as what does Playboy Cardi smell like, but you have a I think that was the biggest spectacular mustache. Thank is you. Is the mustache Thank the you. ultimate fashion accessory? It most definitely is. It most definitely is. I feel like a lot of people either love or hate it. Mm-hmm. You uh, the the best and the most funny thing to me about the comment section that I have in my YouTube channel is the amount of men that feel like they could just go on the internet and take the time out of their day and be like, I don't like your mustache. You should shave it off. And I'm like, first of all, like I just sit back and I'm like, this is kind of crazy to me that you took the time out of your day to like (laughs) vocalize what you think about another man's facial hair. And I'm like, just let that like sink in, sink in for a bit. I'm like, that's kind of crazy to me. Like you care that much, but on on the funnier side of things, yeah, the mustache is lit. I feel like a lot of people can <laughs> pull it off, um, whether it's like Western or ironic or you actually just like, it just suits your face. I feel like it suits my mm-hmm. face because my grandpa has one and it, it looks good on him and we have similar faces. So um, I unintentionally just started growing it. Like, yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can't connect my beard, so it sucks. So like I'm just I can't like, you know either. what? I'll rock I feel it. your pain. Neither can I. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Have yeah. you tried um what is it called? Microblading? You get like small rollers. It's supposed to like stimulate yeah. hair follicles. I, I was yeah, talking yeah. to my barber and he was like, if you can't get it to connect, this is how you do it. Yeah. And I actually have been getting like I I I'm in the process of having two consultations right now. The first one okay. I went to is with like an esthetician about like okay. um laser hair removal because like i was planning on like like removing it from like the sides because my beard wasn't con- gonna connect but they were like there's like two ways you could go about this like it's either we do micro needling and it's not a hundred percent that it will connect but there's a high mm-hmm. possibility and they showed me like the percentage and i was like i don't want to spend money for like a possibility yeah and then like already i know now if it's splotchy or whatever I'd rather just remove it all. And I like the way the mustache looks and it looks clean. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, then laser is cool. And then the other consultation I was looking at is like a dermatologist because like I suffer mm-hmm. from acne on my nose and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I that aside from clothes, that's a really good investment for everyone that's mm-hmm. listening. Like 
um, investing in like your personal like body as opposed to mm-hmm. things that go on your body is really important to like um, even fitness too. Like I've never really fully dedicated working out too often, but like mm-hmm. with quarantine, you have so much free time and I'm like, I want to fit into the clothes that I actually like. So like working out doesn't seem like the, the most pain, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not like uh, something that should be frowned upon. It's definitely like, you could fit it into a routine so self-care mm-hmm. is definitely lit for sure 100 percent. yeah i think it's yeah. something a lot of people gloss over whether it be skincare or fitness or anything like mm-hmm. that it's it's important to have the uh the wide range of of uh i don't even i don't even know what the word i'm looking for is but we have to I normalize hope. manicures for men manicures yes. are lit that is so funny Nail, 100%. nail health is very important. I recommend anyone to get that done, especially like if you get like gel, gel done, like there's been mm-hmm. so many like gate kept stuff from women that I feel like guys are just like, oh, that's girly. But like if you get like the proper stuff done at a nail salon, then like oh, yeah. you won't have to go for a month, especially yeah. if you're a guy, like it's not like you have like designs and stuff. You just get like a clear coat. gel you're good for like a month straight you're fine so guys are gatekeeping it from themselves that's exactly what it is wow Mm -hmm. my mind is blown (laughs) that's that's a fact (laughs) that's a fact for sure so how has your personal style progressed through the years and have you been through any like interesting phases you know like i don't know were you rocking a lot of who knows what was really popular back in the day? Diamond Supply or like Crooks and Castles? <laughs> Any like full Rick every day, anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say like the phases that I had were kind of like the the fashion phases that any YouTube creator kind of had to go to. Like mm-hmm. you could look back at like all the friends that I have now from that space and like see our fashion progression through all the videos, which is kind of mm-hmm. nuts. Like even like Avery Grinsberg, I don't know if you guys know him from like, mm-hmm. he has the brand ground cover, but like he went from like DIY tutorials of like Galaxy Vans to like being like vegan product, um, health and fitness and like sim- simple simple garments, you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. everyone kind of goes through these, these motions in order to find their style. And it might be like, you might look back and like cringe so hard, but you have to do that in order to find yourself. As, as like yeah. oh like spiritual that might sound but like it's true like consuming is like such a big part in um knowing what you like and what you don't like so sure. i kind of like love that i can look back at all the videos and see all those stupid things i bought back in the day and then look at all the things that i bought at that time that i still have now and i'm like oh look at what lasted like even like the geo baskets going back to that i'm like wow those lasted six years and I would have never thought I, maybe like I would have sold those by now or like yeah. a bunch of different stuff like that. Um, I guess the funniest phase I had was like definitely like pink dolphin and stuff like that. Like <laughs> shit like that was so funny to me. I'm like, why did I, why? The like, karma loop oh no, era. I was, I was rocking karma loop pink era. dolphin too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just crazy. Like that's also like a product of like just being around it all the time. Cause mm-hmm. like at that time, I liked Supreme, but it wasn't accessible to me because like the drops, mm-hmm. I like, I didn't have a credit card at the time. I wasn't be like, I wasn't able to like hit on the drops online or whatever. And I wasn't going to New York as often as 
I ended up going yeah. later on in life. So mm-hmm. I love Supreme, but I was only able to get stuff from like a local store that I ended up working at when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And it was like a streetwear store and they carried like, uh, oh, they carried pink dolphin they carry like a lot of like chicago brands to eventually mm-hmm. they started carrying like a lot of rsvp stuff as well and okay. like pyrex hood by air transition to like balenciaga and Givenchy, like around that time frame yeah so um so yeah like that was kind of like the fashion motions that a lot of people were going through at the time but not everyone mm-hmm. participated because it took a lot of money obviously like like Pink Dolphin, you could contribute to. Like you could definitely give your money to yeah. Pink Dolphin. But then once it started going like high end streetwear, like when it was uh, what's another brand at that time? That was just crazy. I can't even think of it. I don't know. Like even like Diamond Bintrail Supply and stuff like Co. Yeah, Diamond Supply Co. Diamond <laughs> Supply Co. Forty dollar t shirts. You know, people could justify forty dollar t shirt, but then when it once it starts getting to like. 150 250 for hba they're like yeah i don't know if i want to do that so yeah and then that was me i was like sign me up (laughs) i like i remember spending my my whole first paycheck when i worked at costco um i spent my whole first paycheck at rsvp gallery when i like got my first credit card and i got my first paycheck i blew it all on rsvp gallery i got the pyrex (laughs) hoodie and I got uh, a hood by air Shane O'Head, uh, Shane O'Head uh, long sleeve. That was like my two like first pieces, and that's like actually kind of like what like gave my YouTube channel like the traction at first. It was like the, that first video, and then also like the bait jacket video. Yeah, and like both of those are like, so cringy to look back at <laughs> now, but like oh my god, like like. It was, a, it was a part of like everything, like going through those fashion phases, like I said. For sure. You definitely yeah, find yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. that's, um, we interviewed another fashion YouTuber, Jackson Cray, and mm. he was speaking about his biggest video is a cause lacing Yeezy V2 video. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am not proud of it at all, but it's, it's important. It's like that jumping point that yeah. it gives you the confidence when it gets a bunch of views, it gives you the confidence to keep going. Yeah, literally. Yeah. You got to get that ball rolling somehow. You know yeah, what I mean? You do. You oh, do. maybe that's our first episode on the gaming headsets. We have to leave it up because no, that, you do. That no, we are. No, it's a part of the journey. It's a part of the journey. It's you know? our so third bad. most listened to episode. Remember, you, have to, you have to remember your roots. You have, you have to go from the turtle beaches to the Astro A40. Turtle you know beaches. Oh, God. Man. Oh, my gosh. Oh All right. Only a couple. I think we have four questions left. Four more. Yeah. I was okay. just tallying them up right now. So we'll, yeah. we'll jet through. Yeah. We'll, we'll end it on a high note. Kyron, what makes a good outfit to you? Um, also kind of cliche about proportions. Like you just sure. have to know what works, what works for your body. Mm-hmm. If you have long legs, you're going to have to have longer pants. <laughs> like if you have a short torso, you're going to have to like work with whatever you have, you know? Like some people, I mean, not even some people, I feel like uh, a lot of women have to struggle with this, like being mm-hmm. like, oh, my, like comparing their bodies and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it kind of sucks. And I feel like men is like the one case where we don't really like shame our bodies too much. Like we have the body mm-hmm. that we're giving, we're like, oh, okay, that's what it is. But like, mm-hmm. it's more about dressing 
it yeah. which is like the more important part i feel like mm-hmm. as opposed to like not feeling comfortable in your skin it's more mm-hmm. like dressing for your skin so yeah um yeah just knowing what colors work for you what cuts work for you yeah mm-hmm. things like that absolutely i think it is interesting and we've said this before in the pod but like certain types of clothing aren't made for everybody right like yeah i agree saint laurent yeah. jeans are not made for me even though i really wanted them to right like i just Same. don't have skinny legs mm-hmm. um Same. i have i have bigger thighs than the mm-hmm. average guy so like i would love to wear saint laurent like eddie Slamon era era like yep. all of that especially when that was happening i was like oh i wish or like you know but it doesn't work for your body. So like, it's probably better not to invest into stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You can admire yeah. it. And it's almost like yeah. just a piece of art at that point. Like just... exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's fine to, to look, but not to touch, especially if you know, you're 220 pounds in 10th grade. That's me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kyron, what's what's next for you? You mentioned that you're starting, um, you're going to make some of your own stuff, you know, whether that be clothes or, or um, I guess we, we can't go too far into it. Don't want to spoil anything. But what, what's what's yeah. next on your plate? What have you got on that, you know, color blocked itinerary? Uh, the color blocked itinerary is uh, filled with a bunch of content as usual. Like I got to mm-hmm. feed the streets with, with YouTube <laughs> videos and fit pics as I normally do. Mm-hmm. But on the pastime of things like I definitely just want to work more on like consultations and mm-hmm. things of that nature because I feel like I definitely have a good insight on how to help a lot of aspiring brands mm-hmm. that feel like need a bit more direction as to sure. where where they should go in and mm-hmm. other things like that so um, consulting has been something that's been really fulfilling to me styling as well although Mm -hmm. like not every job I'll take it on because it's just not really the right role for me um and then the omega thing would be the uh the brand of sorts that I'm Mm -hmm. I'm working towards right now so like I'm in like the sampling stages of -hmm. things and like just uh picking the right finishings right textiles so like I'm just really like my my product developer and me are like this right now we're like handshake emoji uh we're like we communicate like every three weeks and I just like bother him with all my questions over email so um that's what I that's my itinerary these days that's what I'm looking forward to in the next couple of months yeah very nice good stuff to look forward to slight tangent uh you mentioned taking fit pics of course it's big it's a big part of the entire fashion world you are mm-hmm. you are a fit pick legend. What are some <laughs> tips maybe for the listeners at home? What makes a good fit pick for you? What Ooh. makes a good fit pick? Uh, you gotta have the right fit pick taker. Um, if you have a girlfriend, this helps you so much. Like 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 Megs. Like if you're listening to this, you're a legend. Like thank you for helping me with all of that all the time. Because like, of course, like no no one wants that. Like I actually touched on this on a video I filmed yesterday. I, I didn't even edit it yet, it yet, but I got this like portable tripod thing, but I feel like, I would feel like a lame setting that up, but it's like worst case scenario, maybe you have to do that and like take your own fit pics mm-hmm. if you don't have that leisure of having someone else take it, mm-hmm. but having a person to take it and know the right angles that work for you, mm-hmm. definitely something. Um, also, um, having like the preview app, I have this app called Preview where you like load up uh, pictures and how they like look on your feed oh if you cool. 
what I recommend other people to do is like, if you see a photo that you like, not necessarily the outfit, but like how it's taken, mm-hmm. screenshot it and like load it into preview so that you could like have that as like, a, oh, I want to take this type of picture. Yeah. And then like have it as like a mental note of what you want to want to take in the next couple of weeks of like with the, and then you just incorporate the the items of clothing that you have in your own wardrobe to like style it in your own way. So, wow. That's super smart. Yeah. That's yeah, a good sure. idea. I like that. Um, all right, two questions left. Broad strokes, what is your goal in the world of fashion? My goal in the world of fashion to, I, I guess everyone's definition of success is different, but I just want to mm-hmm. feel comfortable um, within the world of fashion and just be like, really just like have my own space, feel comfortable in the work that I'm doing and just live a life of like, I feel like time and comfort is like the ultimate luxury. So like, Mm -hmm. that's what I I really aspire to do stemming off of fashion. So maybe I'll be making clothes, maybe I'll be consulting, but, or maybe I'll even be doing things that stem off of that as well. Like other Mm -hmm. media that I plan on doing in the future, whether it's film or gallery work, Mm -hmm. I just want to be comfortable. So that's my end goal out of fashion. I would say is just, Mm -hmm. I just want to, be happy, be comfortable, and that's about it. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Awesome. It's a great, Beautiful, poetic. great goal. Yeah. 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 So as always, we have one more question. We did not send this to you ahead of time, but it's a, it's a staple of the Pair of Kings podcast experience. If you listen to any of our episodes, you know it. Probably dreaded the fact that it was coming, but you did know that it was coming. Um, as it is, a, yep. it is a mainstay. Kyron work. <laughs> If you had one year to eat a wooden door, hinges, and doorknob included, could you do it? And if yes, how would you do it? Oh, okay. So I I think it's possible with the wood, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. But the hinges and the knob is what's throwing me back a little bit. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm kind of stumped. It's a classic. So, yeah. Classic rope. Yeah, that's, that's a little, little roadblock that we're hitting. So if it's just the door itself, sign me up for the the smoothie. I'll put it into my daily, <laughs> um, daily bit by bit. I'll throw it in along with my dates as like the nice. earthy elements to the smoothie. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hinges, I don't see myself melting it down into some magma. I might be a part of Star Wars at that point if I end up drinking that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> kind of caught me at a roadblock with that one. That's a tough one. The because the door, I mean, would we we all feel like we could probably digest a door in a year? Am I, I able like to I, like turn it into some jewelry? Can I bring it to Chrome Hearts and they like? I like that. I, That's a new one. <laughs> and then you just December thirty first, you just put it in your mouth when we come to check, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Or at the door, and we're like, all right, good job, Kyron. All right, we'll uh, we'll see you around. <laughs> yes 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 i'm gonna turn the doorknob and the hinges into some chrome jewelry i'm gonna god that'd be pretty nuts honestly i'm sure a chrome doorknob exists somewhere some 100 percent does yeah i remember going to the new york store and and some uh uh, asian couple bought the diamond mustard and ketchup set oh my gosh it's like a legendary chrome i was like wow do you have their uh do you have their address by chance (laughs) i definitely do not I wish I did. I might slide through. It was so funny. Yeah. Like, like they definitely see everyone's account information when they're while they're ringing them up. So it went from like a person dropping like 
thousands of dollars on a mustard and ketchup set to me buying like two long sleeves and a hoodie so like for me and my friends they were probably like oh get this little boy out of here <laughs> what color is the mx again oh it's made of plastic i'm sorry so we're gonna have to ask you to leave <laughs> I didn't even have, there's no number, like, no, there's no name um, engraved into Canadian uh, debit cards. So okay. they, they didn't even trust that, like, they thought I was trying to fraud them. So they're like, you're going to have to pay in cash. And I was like, oh, oh my God. So like my family and I are like making this scene in Chrome Hearts the first time I went to New York. I'm like, what do you mean you have to pay in cash? Blah, blah, blah. Like horrible, oh, no. horrible experience. And then after, like, they kind of made up for it. This is, like, when the top level wasn't um, open yet. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, I take you on a tour. And, like, oh. before, like, they set up, like, the, the Louis the Louis pop-up with, like, the, the separating table and stuff like that. Um, so, like, they still have, like, Richard Stark's, like, leather jackets and shit up there, oh. which is really cool. Yeah. That's really cool. They have an in-house chef that, like, makes stuff for them, which is crazy. That blows my mind, but at the same time, it's Chrome Hearts, so I 100% believe that. Exactly. They have a, a pizza cutter that's Chrome Hearts as well. Yep. So like, you know. It's so on brand. They're you know? like adult supreme with the accessories. Fully. Fully. Chrome Hearts brick coming soon. <laughs> with that being said, Kyron, thank you so much. Uh, we've come to the end of the main event of this podcast, but we are not done quite yet. We have mm -hmm. what we like to call the closing ceremonies, starting off with Song of the Week. Uh, this is a portion of the pod where we have our guests recommend a song. We'll recommend a song as well, and we add it to an ongoing Spotify playlist, which is called Pair of Kings Season 4 by Saul okay. Thompson on Spotify. So if any listeners at home would like to go give that a listen here, our guest picks, here our picks. Go check that out. But without any further ado, Kyron, what is your song of the week? Um, my song of the week is Wick vs. Wickery by Shawnee Bin Laden. Ooh. <laughs> He's like a New York artist, uh, New York drill artist. That's okay. just like very, very ignorant stuff. But if you're trying to like just wake up in the morning, and not really like be carefree maybe work out something like that definitely fun excellent i'll give it For a sure. listen i've never heard it before yeah yeah john what about you all right um i watched last week i watched the young lean documentary which was mm -hmm. an excellent experience Ooh, been a young lean fan i want to see that it's so good it's really sad yeah. in the middle, but it ends on a, on a in a happy place so that was good my girlfriend's a huge young lean friend and yeah. so. young lean was a huge huge part of my life back in early college days and still i listen to him all the time but uh he has a side project called uh yonatan lean doer 96 it's j-o-n-a-t-a-n-l-e-a-n-d-o-e-r-9-6 on spotify and a song called wooden girl which was actually the song that played during the credits of the documentary Hmm. It's really happy, really upbeat, which is different for Young Lean. I mean, he coined the term sad boys back in the day. So it's definitely yeah. not in line with that. Really interesting song. The lyrics are, you definitely take some time to ponder what they mean uh, and really what they are. They're a little out there, but uh, really fun song to listen to. And it makes me happy to see he's in a better place than he was before. Hmm. Yep, that is my that's my song of the week. How about you, Saul? Round us out. John, I have one of the greatest songs off of one of the best-selling albums of all time. Um, 
this this album is in the National Recording Registry in the Library of Congre Congress for being culturally significant. Um, I think it's still one of the the greatest selling albums of all time. Ice Dancer by Blade. No. Um, I also <laughs> think it's won uh, every Grammy that it's been nominated for. So six for six, um, the album. And um, yeah, so my song is More Than a Woman from the Bee Gees. Um, absolute classic. I honestly think it's one of the better songs off of that album. Staying Alive is, is good. a great song. But More Than a Woman is an absolute banger. Bee Gees, come on the like pod. My grandparents' favorite songs, for sure. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. That's a solid, solid pick for this week, for sure. Very the solid. the Wikipedia page says the album epitomized the disco phenomenon on both sides of the Atlantic and was an international sensation. I, wow. I need some, I need them to write about my my brand like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's high praise. <laughs> That's what Apex. I need. Yeah. Oh, great picks from everybody. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh. Before we let you go, Kyron, uh, we want to give you a second. Take as much time as you like. Give a shout out. Um, you know, shout let's, out the homies. Let let a where to find you. Exactly. <laughs> all that good stuff. The floor is yours. Okay. Okay. Um, well, first of all, shout out all the homies. Everyone that's cooking up content or being creative in the same space space as fashion or even lifestyle, whether it be music or any creation out there. So firstly, shout out to all you guys. You guys know who you are, um, if you're affiliated with me or even not, if you guys, if you know of me, um, shout out to you. If you're new and you, you're listening to this podcast, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your time. Um, and thank you guys for, uh, also for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Um, and as for my socials and stuff like that, you can find me on Instagram. It's G-O-T-S-W-E-I-G-E got swage. And my YouTube is my full name, which is Kyron Work, K-Y-R-O-N space W-A-R-R-I-C-K. So yeah, that's about it. And projects to come, cooking up uh, clothes and whatnot. So hopefully near the tail end of this year is the timeline that I gave myself mm -hmm. to um, present something hopefully so we'll see how that goes really exciting we'll be looking forward to best it. of luck with all your projects everything going you. on we're really excited to see uh what's next and, for you. and you guys as well man you guys are killing the podcast space you, thanks uh, so much thank you definitely uh provided a lot of inspiration for remy and i with um the talking se segment of the podcast that we have on uh the youtube channel so i appreciate that sure. yeah it's been a, sure. it's been a blast and come back anytime for, for a <laughs> reunion episode of course of course with that being said, Kyron, thank you once again so much for, for taking the time to join us today. It was a blast, super fun podcast, and uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks for so, having me. Would you like to take us out? Absolutely. As always, everybody, thank you so much for joining. We really appreciate you spending your time together with us. Um, I am Saul Thompson, one of your two hosts. You can find me on Instagram at Saul Thompson. I'm joined each and every week by my wonderful co-host, I'm John Hogaboom. You can find me on Instagram at John Hogaboom. And this very special week, we were joined by none other than Kyron Warwick uh, on Instagram at Gottswege. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's G-O-T-S-W-I-E-G-E. 
G O T S W E I G U, and it sways like damn it. <laughs> Got it. I thought I had it. I thought I had it. God damn it! It'll but be in the title of this episode. That it will. So go oh, check okay. him out. Go watch his YouTube videos. They're really fun. The vlogs are fantastic. Something mm-hmm. to to throw on, watch, um, and just enjoy. Um, as always, come join the pair of kings community uh you can follow us on instagram at pair of kings pod on twitter at pair of kings pod on tiktok at pair of kings pod you can also join our discord um which every guest episode we reach out to our guest and ask them for a few words or a phrase or even just one word that people should message us um, if they would like to join kyron would you like to pick a word or a phrase or whatever it may be that people should message us if they'd like to join the discord Ooh, what's the what's what's gonna be the phrase? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be the phrase. Um the Grinch. Okay. That's the just Grinch. the Grinch, and we will yeah. send you an invite to what we like to call the happiest place <laughs> in fashion. But <laughs> as always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I am Saul Thompson, joined by John Hogeboom and this week, Karen Warwick. Us three together and each and every week are and I guess we'll continue to be the Pair of Kings podcast where we bring you business as usual. Tom Fuller is planned each and every week for the foreseeable future. I would say twice a week, but we missed out on that. So that will <laughs> return next miss. week. Yeah, it's our first first miss. We, we needed the day though. Um, as always, everybody, take care. Have a great day. Stay safe. Keep wearing those masks and have a happy Thursday. Have a happy Thursday, everyone. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Bye.